Crossover podcast, show you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sport. No, sorry, not this time. I am finally switching over from sports to talk to you a little bit on the other side, as we are going to be talking the first half of the new season of The Mandalorian, the second and latest season therein. Uh, so, spoiler alert going forward from here on out for Mandalorian season two, although, judging by the fact that uh, Everybody pretty much spoils everything by 9 o'clock in the flipping morning for The Mandalorian on any sort of social media. People got to stop doing that sort of crap. Uh, but uh, here we are discussing Mandalorian Season 2. So spoilers for the first four episodes of The Mandalorian Season 2. Joining me today to talk Mandalorian, Rob Callflush. How the heck are you, Rob? I'm all right. Glad to be back. It's been a while. All right. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, we're not, we're not going to go through the whole song and dance of me pretending or asking you when the last time you were on is. I know it's terrible. It's been an awful year. It's 2020. There hasn't been much nerd stuff to talk about. And when there has been, I'm like, I don't need to bother the guys to talk about this. But uh, I'm pretty sure the last time I was on was the last Star Wars one. <laughs> I think it was, too. Yeah, it Honestly, it might have been a year ago when we, when we did The Mandalorian, or close to a year ago when we yeah. did The Mandalorian, the second half. Because we did the same thing last year, if I remember correctly, where we did the first four and then the last four and then talked about it uh, overarching. And uh, it seems like we're going to do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a while but we do have apparently the uh, wonder woman movies coming out so uh on christmas day so that'll be a christmas treat for all of us so there will be there's plenty of stuff going forward we got this coming up there's going to be more wrestling stuff we'll be back to talk about the second half of the mandalorian and uh oh uh, wanda and vision is early in uh, january so plenty of non-sports stuff coming up thank flipping god uh that said rounding out the little trifecta we have going out here today kevin miller how the heck are you kev uh, feeling good to be back. I'm uh, looking forward to things that I can actually speak about instead of just uploading uh, football episodes every week. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Well, we got to do what we got to do. But on the plus side, oh, I totally been, understand it. If you've been listening to the football side, I am hot. I am hot this year, 30 and 20 uh, through the first 10 weeks. Hot. So hopefully it's funny are... because I, I don't listen to them, but I see in your episode descriptions just how proud of yourself you are. <laughs> oh, I'm hot right now. I oh so I am in fuego. So hopefully, if you enjoy football, if if you love Star Wars and this is the first time you dip in a toe, but you love uh, maybe placing a few wagers on fo- on football, check out the side and and take some of my advice right now because I, I'm never gonna be this good again. Is what I'll say. It's 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 too good, but. We're not here to talk about how great I've been doing at football, and it's been so great. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about The Mandalorian Season 2. Let's, uh, for four episodes are in the books. The fourth episode just aired this morning as we squeak. Uh, I have been rather enjoying this series. This, This is, the thing I love about The Mandalorian, it's nice to get excited about Star Wars again. You know, like, doesn't that yeah. feel great? It feels great to be excited about Star Wars again. Like, I, I have not been excited about Star Wars, especially with these these ass backwards movies that we got that we got coming out and and the the 
what was it? Rise of Skywalker was a fucking joke. Like, good lord. And and then just to have this stuff, albeit very fetch questy, and the tonal shifts of this show are hilarious, and we'll get into some of that. But just, God, it's just fun to spend time with a lot of these characters. How do you feel uh, watching so far, Rob? Uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, mostly, I mean, I shouldn't say mostly. I've lowered my bar in terms mm-hmm. of well, am I going to enjoy it or not? And it's just like. I'm just going to take it for what it is. I'm going to roll with it and have a good time. And I definitely am really liking the child. Yeah. <laughs> that character, everything that character does is hilarious to me. <laughs> As yeah. me in Stitches. The, the comedy that they've put into the, the show is a thumbs up. You're right. I do find it to be very fetch questy. It, mm. It just it feels like we're along for the ride of someone playing through a Star Wars RPG. Yeah, and I don't oh, I don't which I don't, I'm okay with because I'm just like I'm turning it on because I just want to enjoy 30 to 60 minutes of Star Wars. Yeah, and and I enjoy that aspect of it too because for the most part I, I you know I've I've anyone who's uh, you know listened to me talk about Star Wars on this podcast at great length I've always said well, why don't they just tell stories that have nothing to do with the Skywalkers or the original content? Why don't we just do, you know, a day in the life of this character or that character? And, and here we are, like we're, we're spending yeah. a lot of time. And because we're doing these, these very like fetch questy or, or the Mandalorian every time he, 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 the beginning of every episode is, is pretty much him just going like, I need this thing. And they'll be like, okay, I'll give you this thing or this piece of information that you need. But first you got to do me a job. And he'll be like, what's the job? Who's got like, that yellow exclamation mark over their head? Exactly. Ah, there's one. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, all right, you got to do this thing for me. And he's like, let's do the thing. And then because of it, they've been able to do like really cool tonal shifts. Like the second episode of this season, the passenger chapter 10 episode, the passenger was, was, Escort quest. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was an escort quest, but it was also like it was a the tonal shifts in that episode were hilarious because it was like escort quest, and then all of a sudden it was space zombie horror where they were getting attacked yeah. by all these these cool spider creatures in a cave, and it's like they got to get back to the ship and they're boarding up the doors, and they're getting attacked, and it was zombie horror. I'm like, wow, horror movie content in in the Star Wars universe. This is great. This is what we need because yeah, you know, I've I've mentioned it before that you know the MCU for the most part. Um, has cracked the code by just doing genre storytelling, except the, you know, the the character within the genre just happens to wear a super suit. Case in point, the Ant Man movie is a heist movie. They just yep. the main factor is the main character in the heist puts on a super suit that allows him to shrink into a to the size of an ant in order to complete said heist. And Star Wars has been dipping their toe, or at least the Mandalorian has has been dipping their toe in that regard with the fact that the first episode of this season, the Marshall with Ola fantastic is a justice style. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Justice style Western. Like you're strolling into my town telling me what's what. And then we had the horror movie and then we had the team up buddy cop movie. And then uh, today was a, more or less the team up buddy cop movie, which is great, but it's, it's, it's just been, it's, it's amazing what fun new and somewhat original characters in this universe can do for you instead of the crap that they've tried to pull in like rise of skywalker uh what do you have to say just uh, overarching on the first half of mandalorian season two kevin uh i, I agree with you 100 percent uh the way that a, a star trek podcast i listen to is this is star wars as a setting rather than as a genre 
And they're really leaning into that. So you have Western stuff like the first episode and the first episode, the assault against the crate dragon. That could have been a movie. They could have extended it with some like, you know, combat between the townsfolk and the uh, sand people and and, you know, made it seem like the tensions were extra high and made it a two and a half hour movie. And I would have been there for it. Um, In a lot of ways, it feels like the Firefly show we never got (laughs) as a result. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been really enjoying it for that reason. And, and it is, it is peak, uh, Star Wars in my opinion. And I've seen the memes where it's like, oh, Pedro Pascal is in the hospital after a back injury for carrying the entire Star Wars universe on his back. <laughs> yeah. More or less, uh, right? So it's, it's been a lot of fun for that reason where, you know, it, it's not all about the Skywalker bullshit constantly for, you know, 27 hours and, Eventually, we're going to get to the point where just in terms of raw footage, this show is going to surpass that in, you know, just in terms of hours. Um, And I'm all for it because I'm enjoying every episode and I'm not feeling burnt out by it by the way I was by main Skywalker trilogy. And every episode is a planet destroying disaster and everything like that. The big gun. The Empire's got another big gun. Look out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and there's 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 humor in it, but it's not slapstick humor like, oh, I've lost my head. Oh, (laughs) R2, you know, yeah, it's none of that nonsense. Um, So. I, it's it's just been a lot of fun. <laughs> I find like the the episode lengths vary, um, not wildly. Like I think there might be one that was like seems fifteen minutes longer than others, but um, I, I actually find them to be kind of short at times. Like it's like oh shit, it's over already. Yeah, you're like I could have used ten more minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> I, I feel there could have been more. Like just you know start the next quest <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yeah. just keep going. <laughs> But that's yeah, also definitely. the power of, I, I mean, we, we can get into whether or not, like, I, where do you guys stand in, 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 in the current era that we have of instant gratification and Netflix's model of binge watching and here you go, it, it, like, here it all is at once. I it I think it's, I like that they do the, uh, the, the one episode a week, it gives me something to look forward to. We don't all get it at once and then and then you know f- watch it over a Saturday and then forget about it exi- forget that it ever existed on Tuesday. I just not not that I don't like binging in in certain modes. It's just there's there's certain shows that I'm just like this is perfect for like week to week. Like for instance, The Boys. I don't know if you guys watch The Boys on uh, Amazon Prime, but Amazon Prime did a thing where like like I, if they dropped all the episodes of The Boys. I think they did it with season one. They dropped all of them at once. And I, I, you know, watched them all over the course of like two days and was like, boy, that was pretty awesome. And then turned it off. And then when they did season two, they had this thing where they gave, they did eight episodes total, I think. And they gave you the first three all at once. And then they did the other five weekly, which is pretty cool. That was a show I I felt um, would be improved a bit more by the binge mode, but I didn't hate it for... I, I didn't hate it for the boys getting three and then and then one 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 after that, but uh, man, they they like the the man babies, the neck beards of the internet, the indignity that oh, just the you the, can't do the anything. oh the embarrassing in, indignity 
that existed after they realized they only got the first three episodes and they had to wait another three because the third one ended in a fun cliffhanger too, right? Because that's course. what you do. That's the whole and, point. <laughs> exactly. And then they're like, I gotta wait another one. Oh god, it was hilarious. But I haven't heard a lot of that type of complaining for The Mandalorian. Uh, where do you stand on the weekly release? Let's start with Rob. Uh, I like it because it, if it was all there, um, I wouldn't start it until I could binge it in like one sitting. So like if there are eight episodes, we'll say it's somewhere between six and eight hours. I would make sure I have like a Saturday or Sunday where I have that time uh, to just sit and go through it. Now, it turns out, in the current state of the world, I have that ability. True, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even with shows like um, um, Umbrella Academy, Season 2 came out. I only just watched Season 2 a couple of weekends ago. It's been out for a while. But I never got around to when I started it. I just I want to watch through it all, if it's all there to binge. So This, this is and, the format that, sorry, uh, to cut yeah. Uh, oh, this ahead. is a format that I definitely appreciate more uh, in my stage of my life currently. Whereas, like, five years ago when, like, Daredevil was starting to come out on Netflix and stuff like that, like, it would come out all at one shot and I would make, like, a weekend of it. I would come home from work on Friday and get takeout and get myself, like, a bottle of wine or something like that and just binge six Put or seven. Put on a smoking jacket. Before- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it would be like a you know self care night almost. You see, yeah, you know, turn the lights down though, treat yourself to some wine and six episodes of Daredevil. <laughs> but you know, I don't have space in my life to do that anymore because now I'm living with people. So you know, <laughs> one episode at a time is a nice good pace for me to not feel like I'm getting burnt out on something, and I can still tell what happens from one episode to the next because I allow myself to digest it more. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And, and the other part. With that, Pierce, uh, since you said you know they're starting to dip a toe in like the genre type things, it's you're not flip flopping so quickly. You have that time to digest and yeah, As and get yourself one. amped up for the next one even, rather yeah, than that's... just knowing it's like these next eight hours are Star Wars. Okay, what happened during this part? I was like, I don't know. It's all blended together. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there definitely would be if, if we binged them the way they they fl- they've been changing tonal shifts and genre styles and and just feel between each episode this season. I, I that that there definitely be a little bit of a whiplash effect going yeah. from like you know western to horror back to adventure yeah. time, right? Yeah, literally you... from desert dragon fight to uh, frozen cave spiders. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like even the climate is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, and like another thing that I've I, I've really enjoyed, like one thing that annoyed the crap out of me in the in the new Disney era of Star Wars, has been the 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 when they try to do Easter eggs in the Disney movies, it's so lame and poorly thought out and clearly just in there to be like, hey, remember this, right? As opposed to like. <laughs> The way they just sprinkle them in there. And it's like, if you get them, you get them. If you don't, who cares? I'm sure I've missed some. Uh, you know, a couple I picked up on. Like, my favorite of this season so far has been in the first episode. Uh, fucking R5-D4 was in was 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 in, what is it, a- Amy Sedaris's, uh, uh, I don't know, her, her repair shop, I guess. <laughs> and, yeah, and I was yeah. just like, oh, fucking. 
Does it still have a bad motivator? Yeah, R5-D4, who allegedly saved the Star Wars universe, because apparently they felt the need to write that story. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> he's the one responsible for the whole Empire going down. <laughs> that one red droid in the desert, apparently. <laughs> Without him, it all would have fallen apart. But, like, man, yeah, it's, 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 it's just been a lot of fun. I really hope that they... they take this over to the movies and and just uh, yeah the biggest problem with the movies is they just got to start and we've we've said this before and i'm gonna say it again and it's just they just they got to get away from the the fucking skywalker saga and start telling some original uh or just original content story just like kevin said earlier use star wars as the backdrop and then just do a genre film do do a story yeah exactly And, and don't worry about it being part of some long drawn out saga no, or some huge story where everything has to be more epic than the last one, right? Because yeah, what what's the you know? I think generally we agree on this podcast. What is the best Star Wars movie in the last uh, five years? It's Rogue One, right? Yeah, yep. uh, yeah, I'll go to. It's a story that had a beginning and an ending, and it didn't. And even though it tied into the larger Skywalker saga, it wasn't hung up on it, and. As a result, it didn't feel like it was this long, ongoing thing where you needed to constantly be escalating and telling the same thing for 40 years. And and I'm not saying that we necessarily need to have a Mando movie or anything like that, but I think the benefit of a television show is you can do things an episode at a time. You can pace yourself. Um, you can do season arcs and, and, you know, have characters who dip in and out, like, you know... Friggin' uh, Carl Weathers isn't in every episode of the show, and nor should he be. Um, and you can have Easter eggs, like you're saying, and not feel like we've got to cram them all in because we've only got two hours to do it. Yeah. Which I hope with uh, today's episode, it's like, oh, Carl Weathers is in this one. Oh, makes sense. He directed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. And, and what a fabulous job he did. And, like, the, uh, one of the... Obviously, this is an advantage that they have over most not shows is that with the weight of the Disney Corporation behind them, uh, nothing about this show looks cheap, right? Oh, like yeah. this is this yep. is movie this is movie like quality stuff on, I guess technically the small screen. I guess I guess I I guess if we could probably we have to I guess we have to co-opt the phrase medium screen now because there's no longer big screen and small screen, right? Or at least like a lot of where the 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 creative uh, writing and whatnot doesn't exist in movies anymore. It tends to be for for television and stuff now. So uh, t- TV's not being thought of anymore as as like the kind of the B squad, right? Like once you get to movies, you don't go back to TV. That's not really the uh, it's not really the world we live in anymore, which yeah. is okay, uh, crazy to think about. Like this, it's like uh, appointment mm. viewing for streaming. Yeah. Like they had Timothy Oliphant in this in in this fucking show, and he was he he didn't just do a cameo; he was in a whole freaking episode for forty oh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, and they got the the recurring dude from Kim's Convenience. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, as uh, yeah, the rebel pilot, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just God, yeah, and like Giancarlo Esposito. Anytime he shows up, it's you you instantly know you're like, well, this is obviously going to be. Oh the yeah, best and I've ever like seen I'll be watching life, right? while like Jenny's doing dishes, and she's like, is that Amy Sedaris? I <laughs> Like that's a very distinctive voice. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so awesome. I chuckled I... with uh, Timothy Olyphant's character. Uh, like as soon as you first see him, st- like with his pose in that doorway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first thought was like, one, it's like, it's obvious who you are. Uh, but also, it's like, 
I don't think that armor quite fits you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really it looks like it's for a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. But well, let's uh, let's let's get into it uh, episode by episode right now. So we got four episodes so far. The first episode, chapter nine, the Marshal, um, featured. Uh, what, Cobb Vanth, I believe, was the name of the uh, the character that uh, Timothy Oliphant played. Where where Oliphant just in uh, in in classic Oliphantastic fashion swaggers in as the the marshal of a town, uh, Western style. But he had the That's Boba Fett armor on. <laughs> yeah, and the Boba Fett armor on was uh, and it was it was too small for him, or or I guess too big, or it was definitely for a shorter man <laughs> because he's yeah. all stretched out on him. But he's like, whatever. This is, Better armor than I'm gonna find anywhere, right? And it was just yeah, like, it, it definitely looked oh. like a child's Halloween costume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god, and then like the Still opening Mandalorian just... armor, though. <laughs> yeah, we spent we spent a a season off too, and then the first scene we get is Mando beating up a bunch of guys in like a Fight Club underground ring where he's he's fighting like they're. Uh... Oh, was it John Leguizamo was John doing Leguizamo the voice? Yeah. yeah, John. Yeah, John Leguizamo was doing the voice of some underground space reptile mob boss that got killed by by uh, by the Mandalorian and just no, he didn't die it. by Mandalorian hands. He oh yeah, by his hands. true. That was, that was very specific. That, yeah. Might leave you in a situation that you're gonna die, yeah, but no. I won't kill you. Oh, Crown yeah. for a king. <laughs> yeah, and then it was true. It was cool seeing like like just them doing like crate dragon stuff. Like it's it's this is this yeah. is why the show because they don't touch on this stuff in the movies. They don't give a shit. They just want to follow around skywalkers and fake skywalkers and and wow. add You've pieces. You've been teased about the crate dragon since and, episode yeah. four. Yeah, right. Like yeah, with the with the friggin' bones of him right yeah. in the uh, in the, in the thing, and then we get we get to see one and. We get to hang out with Tuscan Raiders, and the Tuscan Raiders have their whole like sign language thing. That was uh, uh, a cool thing that everybody liked because I guess the guy yeah, who was, was playing, the, yeah. yeah, the guy who was playing the Tuscan Raiders. I'm not sure if you guys read the uh, read the article on this, but the guy who played the Tuscan Raiders is actually like a deaf actor, I think, and yep. they brought him in to create, you know, like basically, I Just don't know, sign language. <laughs> yeah, and 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 do like this kind of thing where it's like, you know, I, I guess it was. It wasn't exactly American Sign Language, but it was, you know, no, adjacent enough, right? For... Sign language. <laughs> exactly, right? But but they got a guy to do it. So then we get the, you know, the inclusion thing happening, which is, you know, a big thing these days that we've got to keep doing and, and keep going and seems to be very much on. Well, yeah. And, and the fact yeah. that, I mean, that you, you pair that idea with the idea that, you know, no one has ever tried to actually have a conversation with a Tuscan Raider ever. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. It was always just and then you gotta yeah, shoot them. Oh my right? god, kill them! Oh my god, scare them off with your wizard magic, <laughs> or slice their heads off if you're yeah. uh, Anakin Skywalker, right? Who uh, yeah. never forget that the Jedi let him train a small child. Never forget that the Jedi they're the bad guys of the Star Wars. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bad. He just didn't like, like sand. So nostalgic got everywhere. This this yeah. is my favorite episode this season so far because it felt very nostalgic because it was like this Tatooine uh, setting that we've seen so, so, so many times before, but never in this way, never with these people. Um, plus, you know, going back to our SWOTOR days, like, you know, yeah. this was like a the Kray Dragon was an enemy that you could find and you could find its skeletons. And I played as a bounty hunter in those games, so it felt very much like the man I did this. This was rad. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so hey, cool I've to see it this. with like yeah. awesome graphics, and you know the the Kray Dragon effect looked amazing, and he's spitting that acid everywhere, and he's oh, huge. So cool. Like it was so cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then the end, basically the 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 third act of that film, it felt like a like a World of Warcraft boss fight yeah, or something boss. like that. Yeah, it was like a raid boss where they're all like, "We gotta kite this thing," and then you know you send in your your two ranged fighter, or you send in your guy, you know your tanks and whatnot in first, and then you got your ranged fighters doing stuff. God, it yeah. was it was. It was awesome, and they were they Gotta were just like some traps and aggro. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, aggro. <laughs> exactly. And then there was yeah, there was even the like, I, I you know there was even the like, I mean it was played for comedy effect even though some Tuscan Raiders died, but it was even like, you know the Bugs Bunny of like, well what if we tried this thing and then one of them gets eaten and they're like, well that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. What's the next plan you got? But it's just God, it was just fun to spend time doing that sort, and this is great and like. The storytelling, it, it's like, I, it, it's not Shakespearean. This is not like the, you know, watching like the Inception or something like that. Although I know there's people at the, on their opinion of Inception, I'm just using Inception as an example where you're like, you've really got to pay attention when you're watching Inception, right? But like, this is just like, okay, I get this. Like, Timothy Oliphant has the armor and he's like, I'll give you the armor if you help me kill this crate dragon. So it's a little bit safer around here. And well, then they're like, cool, it's, but. It's tropes that you recognize. Because yeah. Of- that episode's 100% a Western, and you have the, like, village people mm-hmm. with the marshal that you recognize as the people, and then you have, like, the Native American stand-ins, the, the noble savage, yeah, the, the Tuscan Raiders, and they have to work together against the common foe, you know, we're gonna derail a train or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the case might be for your Western movie, but in this case, it's we're gonna destroy this dragon because he's been fucking up both of our people for decades. And everyone will be better for it. And we're going to come together as unlikely allies to save the day. And it's all because of this lone stranger who wandered into town. Exactly. Like it's and it's, it's, just, it's yeah. all right there. So you recognize the the trope. And so even if you aren't 100% on all the details, like I don't know any of those Tuscan Raiders guys' names, but it doesn't matter. No. But also you wouldn't, if they were like, we're going to do a Tuscan Raider spinoff, you'd be like, hmm, intriguing. <laughs> I will give this a shot. Thank you. Because I liked them in that one episode. And it's just well, like, it I just goes... And this it, was something that was kind of disappointed me because when uh, we first got that trailer, the very first trailer for uh, Force Awakens, um, and no one knew who anyone was, but we saw like Finn as the uh, stormtrooper and we saw Poe as the pilot. I thought that Rey was a raider <laughs> because of the way she was dressed and so on. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, we're going to actually see some of this now. And we never did. And so yeah. here it is now. <laughs> And th- and that's why this kind of simple genre storytelling it it works in Star Wars or it works for the Mandalorian because we've never fucking seen it in Star Wars before. It's exactly. always just been it's, the same dumb story, right? Like it's giving us the stuff, and it feels like it, it might be sort of maybe maybe in the first season of the show more than the second, but it feels more like cast off. Like here's a Star Wars story we never told, like either in a comic or a, a movie, because we didn't think it was interesting enough. Well, we'll do like a forty five minute TV episode about it, whatever, and. And maybe it's dashed off, but it's it's a cool idea that we never see before because we're so hung up on what, you know, Luke and his extended family is up to this week. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's just a lot of fun. I I, I... I really like I really like this. It's just man, it's good. Uh Rob, what did you think of the little uh Boba Fett thing to end this Because it's canon now, baby. Boba Fett's technically alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. When that first episode ended, my yeah. first thought was, who the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> really? Like, Wait a second. Yeah, because <laughs> I also didn't recognize the actor immediately. And then yeah, I, I thought, I was right. like, oh, wait, they're on Tatooine. Mandalorian armor is like, oh, Boba Fett's here. 
Yeah. I guess he got out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, still alive, technically. I mean, like, it's fun that it's... I don't need more Boba Fett, though. Like, I know there's people out there who, for yeah. whatever reason, love that character and now want to see him in movies and whatnot, now that it's canon that he's still alive. But at the same time, I'm just like, no, it's just, we're good. We're we're watching the Boba Fett show right now. It's just not yeah. with Boba Fett, right? I, I expect like, we'll see more of him. I don't think it'll be this season. <laughs> Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Um, they go yes. back to Tatooine. I suspect he would make an appearance. It's yeah, just whether sure. or not did Boba Fett follow Mando mm. off of Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll. I assume the. Uh, I, I assume the. Uh, they'll go back to Tatooine at some point, right? Like that's, everyone always does. Probably everyone always does. Yeah, good point. How else um, are we gonna get Cub Van? <laughs> <laughs> So episode two, uh, chapter ten of of this new season, um, I probably enjoyed the most out of this new season, despite the fact that it had the just wild tonal shifts and some of the choices that they made in this episode. If I didn't love this show so much, I like put it this way: some of the shit, some of the the jokes and the tonal shifts that they made in this episode. And th- this is just, this is a testament to the amount of goodwill that they've built up with me in this Mandalorian show. Cause if they tried to do some of the stuff that they did in, in, uh, in the movies, I would base I would shit on it so hard and so fast. I've been like, what are you doing? This is bad writing. But because I just, I love everything that's going on in the Mandalorian. I choose not to do that and take it for what it is, which is a lot of fun. So, like, in so the second one is their big uh, horror zombie movie spinoff, but or uh, not spinoff, but uh, zo- their big zombie episode, and they <laughs> introduce it by bringing uh, the frog lady character into the show and they tell Boba Fett or Boba Fett Jesus they tell Mandalorian <laughs> that uh you know hey you know you got to get to this place because you know yet again th- so this time the thing he's got to do to get the information in this episode is he's got to go to a different planet with this frog lady to meet her husband who but she's carrying this tube with all of her babies and they're supposedly the last of their frog people species and it's like can't go but, into hyperspace and all that because yeah exactly they can't, yeah so yeah, they can't go into hyperspace escort quest like yeah you so have literally to go as slow as possible yeah, <laughs> it's an escort quest, quest where in a game it's like the person walks faster than your walking speed but slower than your running speed so you're constantly <laughs> just like start stopping yeah start oh. stepping so that you're not getting too far away from this person the worst quest known to video games the escort quest but they're doing it but the entire time the child is is eating the eggs of this endangered species and they're playing it up for comedy but like and this is just one of those ideas and if they did it in the movies i would have shit on it so hard but in this show i'm just like this is fucking funny and i'm just watching it because it was so weird because the total it was literally the total shift of like you've got to take this person to meet their husband. They're the only, the last surviving of their species. These babies, if they don't hatch, this species is extinct. And then, then and you've got, you get that, and he's like, I will not fail you. And then in the next scene, Baby Yoda's just like, 
Space Boba T. Yeah. As soon as the child saw those eggs, I knew it was like, you got to eat one of them. You have to. And then, like, it didn't take very long. It's like, you did it like oh, four yes. times. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't just one that they played up for did... comedy effect. It's like, even four. gets questions like, how many did you eat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, oh, God. They're like, oh, jeez. How many did you eat? Yeah. And then they get pulled over, and then, like, the, the New Republic being the police, and that, that whole, like, police chase that they had where he's like, you know, pull over, and he's like, oh, yeah, just a second. And they're like, why haven't you pulled over? I just, I'm just trying to find a good spot to pull over. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that was so brilliant. But then just like, they, they, you know, they end up in the cave with the the spiders, and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. You know, there's all these little spider eggs here, and then oh man, there's the mama spider, right? And you're like, oh shit. And then it just becomes this zombie apocalypse or this this zombie runaway movie there it basically yeah. their night of the living dead episode the, the mandalorian in the chamber of secrets <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit it's just man i loved it i i in particular i thought you, i i texted rob and like oh you're gonna love this one and without giving away details uh where were you on the on the star wars kind of first uh just dipping a toe in in for the first time kind of in the horror genre i guess not since the uh what is it? The the snake monster, the 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 diagona. I said not not since that scene in the uh, in the trash in the compactor in the trash compactor <laughs> of the original Death Star or Big Gun One, if you will. Uh, ha- have they done this close to to the horror movie franchise? Uh, I don't think that's horror way back then. <laughs> no, fair. Uh, but it, the closest thing they've done to it, though, right? Uh, until yeah. this one, which is just a flat-out kind of horror genre yeah. flick. For, for me, obviously, that was very tame. Um, and I'm happy they even tried going in that direction. I would like to see them do more of an episode of that. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they dipped into the horror genre slightly more in the last season with uh, The Prisoner. When they, yeah, I suppose like, that's that's like halfway through, like when the power was out or the lights were out and all that. It's like, or oh, when uh, Mando's now going around Batman style, like they brought in some horror elements into that. True, true, yeah. So in that regard, it's nice to see them still doing that. I obviously want it to be more, you know, R-rated, not PG-rated. So Fair. I'm not gonna get my wish on that one, but it's still. I'm still amused to uh, to see it. And you keep saying like zombie apocalypse things. I ke- I think of it as aliens. Yeah, like, it's there were all the eggs sure. there. Once uh, the child like ripped the one open and like I'm gonna eat this. I'm like just eating random things, dude. <laughs> I wanted yeah. it to just latch onto the face and like go full alien. <laughs> Yeah, they did that at the end of the episode. Didn't one of them like face hug the the child or something like that? It, it, then... it wanted to. I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, Mando, Mando like, grab yeah, his own like, shot or something? Yeah, stealing any shot at the last second. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I liken it more to Alien than uh, you. Yeah, you, you, you're probably right. It's, it's. I'm, I'm being a little too. But there are a lot of them, so it's aliens. Zombie like in that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm being, I'm being a little too literal with the, with the zombie apocalypse. Cause just, just to me, because the, the bit, uh, it, it's very Night of the Living Dead when they're trying to run back to the. Uh, 
to the ship and close the door while the things are like trying to burrow in and and swallow them all and and whatnot right that's that's very uh night of the living dead to me where you're like trying to bar up the doors and the windows and stuff but you're you're right it is more it's just it's more monster movie is is the point right where it's 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 monster horror right yeah yeah with it any excuse to get that flamethrower going yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah anytime right like uh, god and but it, it i mean I mean, I guess this one you would say kind of had like the least amount of plot in it. It's just like you got to go here with this person, and then all of a sudden we're you know we're in this cave for you know conceivably no reason, but yeah. it, but kind of a hot spring, so let's get some R and R. Yeah, <laughs> but like it, it all it all counts how though, right? Convenient yeah. the whole thing is because it's like well we could have gone to you know Lightspeed and been at this planet, but because we yeah. weren't able to do that, here's all the problems we have to deal with. You know we're being pulled over by the space cops. And, oh, my transponder's not working. Something must be wrong. It's like, okay, well, we'll just have to play over. Oh, no, you know what? It's actually working now. Uh, and then, you know, oh, ooh, we crashed through a cave, and the ship is fucked up. And as soon as we try to fix it, suddenly we lost the frog lady. And when we go find her, now we're being chased by spiders, and the ship's even more fucked up. Like, things just keep going worse and worse, and eventually they're able to sort of limp their ass as to where they need to be. Yeah, it's totally ostensible that without the rescue of the you know new rebellion there, they would have been completely fucked. <laughs> like yeah, they would have yeah. died on that ice planet. They they would have froze there for sure. Yeah, and then uh, Paul Lee, shout out to uh, Canada, who uh, him and Dave Filoni, I believe, played the two. Uh, uh, Dave Filoni, who's uh, you know writer director of a lot of these things, and created the Ahsoka Tano character. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the uh, they were the two, if I remember correctly, that were trying to arrest them and whatnot. Yep. Um, One other thing, though, in that episode that I very much liked was because there was a language barrier, mm. I think they played yep. through that very well. Oh, yeah, with uh, Richard Aote. <laughs> yeah, Richard Aote Moss from uh, the IT crowd uh, making <laughs> another appearance, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that was brilliant, brilliant moment. And, and, like, the little things like that, like, those are – when you do callbacks like that – it's just so much better than like, it's it's just so much better than than fucking Force Awakens. What it's like? Let's take a ship. What ship? That ship. And then it's the Millennium Falcon. And it's like, why is why is the Millennium Falcon? It makes no fucking sense. What a piece oh. of junk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so crappy. Uh, apparently, according to Wikipedia, those spiders, the official species name according to the Star Wars wiki, is the Krikna. 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 Sure. Sure. Fun facts. I will take your word for it, Internet. (laughs) Yeah, just sprinkling it in there. Uh, The next episode they did, uh, just dripping with all of the the, the oozy goodies. Can I just uh, say, like, this episode, the third episode, and the fourth mm -hmm. episode have two of my favorite cold opens in, like, television (laughs) so far. Because it's it's like, oh, we're going to limp to this planet. Hold on. It's going to be a bumpy landing. And it just, like, lands barely and then capsizes into the water while the Calamari is like, oh. (laughs) That was so brilliant. As soon as it landed, it's like, we did it. And then immediately flopped into the water. Yeah. I almost fell off the cliff. Like, I, I was, I was, I, I was laying on the couch, wrapped up in blankets, watching, 
And I almost rolled off the couch. I was dying of laughter. And then so the Mon Calamari guy with his like <laughs> giant rubber fish head's like, oh brother. <laughs> like, yeah. Another one of these chumps. That makes it three for three because I absolutely was the uh, did the same thing where it was like they were like because they played it so they edited it and played it so perfectly with the like and then he's yeah. like ah we made it. And, ah! and that's yeah. that's what I'm getting at, like with the comedy that they've got in here, it's it's gold. To me, it was like, you ever see that? You ever see that? It's not really a gif, but I mean, you ever see that like 20 second video of the, on the internet of the person who's trying to park their car on like one of those? Uh, it, it's one of those neighborhoods where it's it's very hilly, like so. There, you know, the driveway is like half a hill, and then there's cars below the half a hill, and the guy's trying to get to like the, you know, he he just gives it a little bit to get up the hill to park in the one part of the driveway, but gives it a little too much gas and flies off and on top of another car. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but <laughs> I can't think of that one. <laughs> but it's it's it just reminded me of that for whatever reason, where it's like, all right, just gotta touch it a little bit, and we'll be there. Ah! Yeah, it's very much like the, the the Razor Crest has his brakes out and he's trying to parallel park. Yeah. <laughs> and like the guy who's like the parking attendant's like, oh, brother. Yeah. Or like, yeah, when Homer's like trying to park in the compact space and he's just easy, easy. A lot of sparks over here, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, exactly. The ship is underwater and the first thing after the credits is them, them hauling it out. Mm-hmm. It's just so dripping good. and covered in seaweed. It's like, well... <laughs> And the crane was like an AT-AT or something like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that looked yeah. like it. Yeah, they like repurposed an ATST or something like that. Like those are the little touches that they're. Those are the right little touches that make you realize, yeah, this is a post empire, um, post war galaxy, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everybody's just picking up the pieces after they're shattered, after the the you know world got shattered. You know, well, yeah, and not flash forward to us in a few months back to being incredible right away. But this is them trying to pick up the pieces and make a life, right? Even yeah, in the yeah. previous episode that we're talking, where we have the rebellion, um, like the New Republic, I guess they're calling it, um, where we have the two guys who are basically being the cops for the Mando and trying to pull them over. And they're like, yeah, there's new rules now, dude. <laughs> like, sorry, but, you know, we got to follow whatever new law we're trying to establish in this sector. Yeah, so episode 11, chapter 11, if you will, episode 3 of season 2, titled The Heiress. Uh, this was the one that I think is the most uh, crunchy and juicy with the with the facts for the hardcore um, Star Wars folk uh, out there with the, the appearance of a few particular characters that we will get into and the mention of some others yet to come. Um, but I, I've long said that the worst part about Star Wars, ironically enough, in, in the new era has been the movies. Um, and if you want to get good Star Wars content, you got to go elsewhere. You got to go to the video games. You've got to go to television shows like the Clone Wars and whatnot. I'm about I, I, uh, Rebels, I believe. Rebels is another good one. I, I'm about halfway through Clone Wars. I've never, I, I didn't watch that religiously when it was out, so I don't um, stand by it. Mostly because I can't stand cheering for the Jedi. It's a thing <laughs> that it's it's a problem that I have. I know. No, um, I. I... I'm totally with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, like I can't, st- I don't cheer for the Jedi, and I don't specifically 
they're oh, like just the the overall incompetence of the Jedi and what they allowed to happen. It's just due to their own sheer arrogance irritates me. And then you know watching that over the course of five seasons and stuff like that it is enough to you know I might like no I'm not rolling my eyes I'm just looking at the ceiling real quick and it's like just. <laughs> You know, but I know I I'm getting through it, and it, it's I I it's very good. I I I do I do enjoy it, but there's there's a lot of good stuff in there, and like I said, never let it be never let it never let it be forgotten that the Jedi let uh, Anakin Skywalker train a small child. But this episode After he killed airs, all the other small Jedi's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, technically before before but, uh, yes, I suppose, but still, but. We get to meet Bo-Katan in this episode and her uh, band of uh, Mandalorian rebels or, or some sort of... And and Katie Sackhoff, who did and the voice Katie of her... And it's Katie Sackhoff! <laughs> yeah, who, who did the voice of her in the in the Clone Wars show and whatnot, and they had the hair perfect in the episode. And uh, Her female friend who was with her is Sasha fucking Banks, who is the current WWE woman's champion right now say a wrestler right <laughs> yeah yeah she was there i mean they put her in the weird uh wig for some reason and i i didn't quite get that but bad hair is a is a time-honored star wars tradition so i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna hold it against and here's what i'll say about sasha banks is she probably has the best chance out of all the current wrestlers to have the career trajectory of the rock is oh really uh, yeah, is is all I'll say, and and don't like don't forget that the Rock started out with a guest appearance on Star Trek Voyager. You guys, oh, I, and, I'm well aware. Right? Yeah, like so, uh, and then remember it was it was it was a guest appearance on Star Trek Voyager, and then I believe it was the Scorpion King, where for some reason they poorly CGI'd him into a scorpion monster in the third act. Still, don't mm. understand that one, but uh, look at her now. Is He's the biggest early episode star. of that '70s show too. As his yes, own father. he was. Yeah, that, he played his I dad remember. in that episode. Yeah, I remember that. That had one of the best lines when uh, <laughs> Red's in the in the locker room with all the other wrestlers, and he goes, uh, "You know, I might be the only one in this room who's actually killed a man." <laughs> they were all like, "Okay." <laughs> The Hardy Brothers and Ken Shamrock, I believe, were in this episode, but I'm getting off topic. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was like just Bo-Katan and the mention of the Darksaber and just Ma, uh, the return of Moff Gideon and, and uh, Giancarlo Esposito and, and just the just the Imperial presence in this episode. They, they mentioned the Darksaber and just... We were just watching an episode where a bunch of people in Mandalorian outfits invaded a uh, Imperial ship and were shooting up stormtroopers. Yeah, you guys, who's, I, who's I, upset right? about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, man, so good. Uh, where, where were you on this one, uh, Rob? Uh, I enjoyed it, but for me, I have not watched any of those TV series. So, mm-hmm. the, like the the Mandalorian characters, the mm-hmm. best I would have had knowledge of them beforehand is maybe I've seen like images of them uh before Mm -hmm. but i had no knowledge of their characters the fact that the uh like the voice actors the same like the same person playing the character like it i had nothing to go on that i was just like cool i knew and i could acknowledge that this person was important and is obviously like an easter egg favorite of all that but to me it's like just just rolling with it (laughs) There is a new way now. Yep. I, I, yeah. I feel very much the same. Like I, I've never seen those shows either, but the way that Bo-Katan 
said her name it was like oh i'm supposed to know who that is aren't i yeah <laughs> yeah and then, yeah and then i see like later that day i'm looking at instagram and i see like the comparison side by side of like you know katie sackoff in character as bo katan next to like a, a a version of her animated self and uh for me it was just like oh here's someone else who's wearing mandalorian armor and is clearly supposed to be recognizable and it's katie sackoff who was starbuck in Battlestar galactica <laughs> yeah and, and like, like it that seems like neck cool beard. casting to me without knowing that she'd already played this character as like an animated character yeah and in true neckbeard fashion kevin there were the people on the internet complaining that apparently bo katan's character should be in her like i don't know 50s or something like I've that. I've heard that so, too, yeah. So she should look older, and I'm just like, Jesus Jesus Christ. I mean, you get Bo-Katan <laughs> in the show, live action. Live action. And you complain. Yeah, looking <laughs> like, incredible. What you, like, what are you doing? Like, I just, God, Star Wars fans are the goddamn worst, I tell you. But, and it's just like, and it's not only that, but it's like, are we going for authenticity here? Like, this, do we got to put Katie Sackhoff in the, in the, uh, the, the reverse Irishman thing where yeah. we, we age her up 50 years? Fucking no. The, oh, th- please or, no. <laughs> like, was it like, do we need to do that? Do we need to put shitloads of makeup on her? Or do we need to find a character or someone to, to do the character who, who is 50 years older? Or do we just think it as far, or do we just think it as far as, hey, what if we got the girl who actually did the voice in the movie? Star Wars fans will like that, right? And then turns out, <laughs> yes and no. And it's yeah, like, it turns Jesus, out Star Wars fans right? don't like anything. <laughs> no, god damn, they're the worst. We're dead always, inside. Yeah, just poking holes at the stupidest shit. So, it, like, you got yeah. your girl playing your character. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, this, this, I think, was the shortest episode that we've had this season so far. Yeah, um, unfortunately, because it was fantastic. It was. There was a lot of good stuff in it. I'm gl- kind of happy that it didn't overstay its welcome, but another ten minutes would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the third in the lineup of what I'm calling, sorry, Mando, thanks for your help, but the Mandalorian is in another castle. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, for sure. We're, 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 you know, constantly following up on these leads and I, I appreciate that there is a sort of guiding force behind what he's doing this season. Um, Whereas last season, like, you know, this season was very much guided by the finale of last season, which is, you know, the child is important. Get him back to his people. You are now oath bound to do so. Uh, and and I appreciate having that motivation. But the one minor nitpick I have, I guess, is that the first three episodes are very much like I'm going to follow one lead to the next and, you know, follow this chain of breadcrumbs. And eventually it's going to mm-hmm. lead me to something. Yeah, they um, really made it all count in the fourth episode, though. It it must be said that, but you're 100 percent right that that yes. can get a little stale. Yeah, and and my my worry, and and maybe we can discuss this when we discuss the fourth episode. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I just worry that it's going to become too hung up on that. I guess in some way, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, you know. My, my, I said earlier that I don't they just think rely that, on that like, formula. The only other actual Mandalorian that we've seen is unarmored desert nomad uh, Boba Fett, and I worry that the series is going to hinge too much on him. Nah, I don't think so. I, I think I, if anything, I, we're going to see more of Katie Sackhoff and Bo Katan would be my guess. What do you think, Rob? I can't remember from the first season the uh, the armorer. Did she yeah. live? Or did I she die? So, yeah. Yeah, so I would assume at some point she's going to come back. I'm all for that. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like there are other Mandalorians that have been yeah. in the series, but we haven't seen a lot since season one. Right. 
And my concern is that if he's trying to find more and also trying to find where the child is going, that it's all going to hinge too much on the only other Mandalorian that we know to still be alive, which is Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, I, he I, just I, needs I, to expand his quest log rather than just doing one at a time. Well, and that's absolutely <laughs> right. And, and my concern is that, and this is because I've had this concern with the Star Wars movies, is that it becomes too small. Yeah. You know, it's all about like the six characters that we know. And, you know, there, are, there have to be other Mandalorians. And I have to hold on hope that he's going to find them and not just, you know, put, pin all of his hopes on, you know, Boba Fett being alive still. Yeah, like uh, so, like you don't want it to be like in as awesome as Mad Max Fury Road was. You don't want it to be like we finally get to where we're going and then everything is dead and gone and it was never there to begin with. And this has been a fool's errand and now I got to turn back and do it all myself. Sort well, of. Well, kind of, yeah. And then like as much as like because Mad Max was not the main character of that movie, and I don't want Boba no. Fett to become the main character of this show. And right. I worry yeah. because Star Wars has fallen into that trap before. Goddamn, Fury Road was so good. I well, need to rewatch that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> given, given that the title of this series is called The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. that, I mean, yes, it does refer to, you know, Mando, but they could play it off as it's like, we can now just start following any Mandalorian. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of hope it doesn't come to that because I'll like Pe- Pedro Pascal in this sure. role. Um, mm-hmm looking dope as hell in his Beskar armor. Oh, yeah, but I, I mean, awesome. if they took a few, like, it's not going to be this season and presumably won't be next season, but depending no. on how long the show goes, if they took a few episodes and were like, we're going to follow this group now, mm-hmm. or like, we have a plan, we're going to go do two separate things and meet up over here, and then it's like, okay, whether it's bouncing back um in the episodes following both at the same time, or it's like, here's this episode is going to focus on these characters. This next one's going to focus on those characters. And then surprise, we're going to meet up again. Right. Um, I'm not a writer. Yeah. Yeah. I have some bag. predictions for how this season is going to end and where the like next the season one? will go. <laughs> and I kind of hope that I'm wrong. <laughs> well, my prediction for how this one ends is kind of how the last one did, where it's like, Every episode, we meet up with these new people. And then about episode seven, we got to get the band together and then deal yeah, with episode eight. <laughs> so. yeah, I, 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 I like where it's going. We got a lot of, you're right, the first three episodes are, are, are certainly fetch questy for sure. But this this one, this one episode gave us a sprinkle, right? Because then we haven't mentioned this yet on the podcast. Oh, yeah, don't and think, don't get me wrong. But... I'm not mad at this episode. Not in any way. No, 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 no. I no, I understand. I understand your trepidations for sure. But like this episode at the end, we did get the, the Ahsoka Tano mention. We got that sprinkle in there, okay? And then at the end of it, we'll skip ahead a little bit and then jump back uh, for one second and jump back. But like at the end when you uh, of the fourth episode, when you see Moff Gideon and Giancarlo Esposito is standing there being like, we'll be ready for him. And he's developing some sort of new, it looks like Darth Vader robots or robots with Darth Vader type armor or something. Yeah, I wasn't on. sure what like, to make of that. Let, yeah. Let's get into that. And before, yes. Yeah. And you're like, Oh shit, that happens. But Oh, I'm, I'm not quite done. Cause like, Oh yeah. Well, it's just episode three. It was just, man, like, I just want to take a second and just recognize the greatness. Cause like that scene on the ship when it was like, 
when the guy was like, he like hit the child into the water and it was like, oh shit, I didn't yeah. see that coming. And then it's like, how's he going to get on this one? And then all of a sudden it was like, Bo-Katan's here and Sasha Banks is sitting around firing. I'm like, fucking Sasha Banks, the WWE was champion, flying around in a jetpack, shooting They're people in Sasha Mandalorian Banks armor. Music. Exactly. That's her, that's her music. It's a big week for wrestlers because, uh, she was on Star Wars and fucking Lido was on the Bachelorette this week, for God's sake. So it was, uh, it was a big, uh. It's a big moment for for wrestlers in mainstream media wise, which is quite hilarious because I read the article that said uh, like the WWE is so less culturally, it, or sorry, it's it's even further away from the cultural zeitgeist than even I think most of the time. <laughs> when I when I read it, the article about how the way John Favreau discovered her was on Hot Wings on YouTube. <laughs> like, uh, like, like, yeah, like, like he, yep. yeah, he, he never saw her in wrestling and he just, uh, he saw her on hot wings, the, the YouTube channel where celebrities, uh, you know, do interviews while eating increasingly hot wings. It's a great YouTube channel if you ever want to check it out, but he saw her on, um, on that and just recognized that she just has in, inherent charisma, man. That's why I said earlier that I think she is the best chance to have a, a rock like, uh, career outside of the ring afterward. I think like she'd be my first overall draft pick uh, to be the next wrestler to well, sure. do that if, sort of a thing. If you told me like, you know, I guess maybe more than 10 years ago, but maybe 15 years ago, if you told me that John Favreau would be this tastemaker in Hollywood, mm-hmm. <laughs> they called you yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, He's the it, kingmaker now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He is, man. Oh God. Anyway, Heading into I, chapter 12. Sorry, go ahead. I got, I got one thing last with the chapter 11. Mm-hmm. Mando really seems to go with, I'm invincible in my armor. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. That, that, like, it seems like, you know, that Buscar armor seems to be really good and it's like nothing phases it. But in episode 11, it's like, okay, cover me. I'm just going to go run out there, take them all so I can get close enough to throw the grenades. Yeah, like if if I did have one thorn on the rose that was this episode to give, I I would say that it was uh, <laughs> it was funny that like the four of them would just walk into a room, there'd be thirty stormtroopers, and they'd be like pew 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 pew, pew and they would just quickly dispose of thirty stormtroopers, and then at the end because we need them to not like because narratively we need them to not get in the room right away, we needed to yeah. take an extra couple seconds for a dramatic effect. All of a sudden there were four stormtroopers, and they were like slightly they were ducking and covering, and they're like, oh my god, these four are slightly obscuring themselves. Shit, they what have do we do? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. They're like they have the high ground, so we have to you know man was gonna run in and try to. Th- throw bombs while taking shots it was like i don't know you guys are picking them off pretty pretty well earlier but yeah oh man Hilarious. oh sure and we're gonna get into it but in the fourth episode we see him take out like 20 stormtroopers off screen when he just yeah. up to the upper level yeah. <laughs> true by himself uh so many stormtroopers falling off of shit in this episode uh chapter 12 the siege uh this one directed by carl weathers i think it's the first one he directed too and yeah and man, did he ever do a fantastic job. Um, so we go back to Navarro with Mandalorian and the child, and he needs to get his ship repaired. Finally. <laughs> the finally, original best yeah. repair arc of this season. <laughs> yeah, he finally gets his thing, and we run back into characters we've seen in the first episode. We run into Horatio Sands' uh, blue squiddy dude, uh, and then we meet Carl Weathers uh, as Grief Karga for the first time this season. 
And Gina Carano is back as Cara Dune, despite the fact that the internet is calling for her to be torn off of this show unceremoniously. Yeah, she's they're like they're trying to get her canceled. I don't I'm not even going to get into that or, or form an opinion on that. I like this character and I, I don't know whatever they choose to do in the future. I'm just going to stand by that. I just uh, yeah, not getting into it. Just bad stuff. But uh, here we are, chapter 12 of the Siege. Great episode. They they run around just shooting. We got to see TIE fighters. We got to see the Empire fighting around. Uh, Moff Gideon's got some weird sort of, I don't know if he's trying to build or clone something. One would make you think that it's Sith-related, but uh, who knows? Could be anything. We got a mentioning of Alderaan. Just... Yeah. Oh, a lot in this. Episode. Oh, speeder bikes were in this fight? Oh, so good. What a great episode. Uh, Rob, where were you on episode chapter 12, The Siege? Again, I enjoyed it, and I laugh every time at the comedy that is the stormtroopers or scout troopers <laughs> or any of them. It's like they just knock each other out going yeah. down the hill. I'm Can like, we talk about what? Skipping way ahead here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they were like, one of the speakers going down the cliff face and like three of them die just getting down there. I actually I actually thought that was quite poignant because it was so bad. Like so it was right so left. choppy. I don't know if three of them should have died, but at least one of them should have been taken out to be like, okay, this was incredibly dangerous. And the other four, uh, you know, speeder bike troopers need or scout troopers needed a... They were like, okay, the other four guys actually needed some skill to navigate that down the mountain. These aren't your, these aren't the chump guys we met in the forest in, uh, you know, that, that get taken out by Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Like, well, like, these guys they've got the skill. skill. Yeah. yeah all, the, all the stormtroopers, scout troopers picked them. Like, it really is like, it's a good thing they have, like, they're fully in armored because it's like, they're, they're, they're not people. Like, they're just putties. <laughs> they, yeah, they're true. disposable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are uh, familiar with uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the Meeseeks who have lived for more than a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they've got the they've got the chops. They're the ones who survived the Ewoks, so they've got mm. the uh, you know they can dodge stuff occasionally. They're they're the elite. <laughs> they've been stormtroopers for a year or two. Yeah. And them existing, then that means it shows they're incompetent because they can't complete their task. Yeah, exactly. If you're a stormtrooper who lasts to like get a three-year, uh, you know, anniversary watch or something like that, then you're 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 the best of the best. Oh, so good. I just, and then this is this is the episode where they're um, they're probably building the overall plot. So this is this is where I would push back a little bit yeah. on on your notion there, Miller. But uh, yeah, I, no, I, I still understand, understand where you're coming sure. from. But this is the episode where I think they're they're building their thing that's going to be there for the rest of the season because we know we're going to meet most likely we're going to meet Ahsoka Tano in the next episode. But we find out that Doctor Perishing uh, has, has revealed that they, they they've been trying to clone something using well, the the, it, the either, blood of the child. It was either cloning something or infusing the child's yeah. blood in there to like, you know, super soldier serum type thing. Even maybe. Yeah. Cause the phrase M count was thrown around. Yeah. They couldn't bring themselves to save medical. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I can only, I can only assume the N stands for midichlorian and they are attempting to harvest some sort of genetically engineered Sith Lord. One would think. And just so far it's not happening. My only hope is that they don't tie it into the fucking, uh, shitty 
plot line in Rise of Skywalker where they clone the Emperor. Right? That's, like, that's I what know. I. That was my fear, a hundred percent. Yeah, but only because I, that movie's so terrible. I, Not because yeah. that would be a bad idea. Because I, that movie's so fucking fear. terrible. I think that's exactly where it's going to. Yeah, oh, I, probably, I, my thought now is that they like Matt saying they're going to try to basically infuse artificially the force into some sort of uh, you know Darth Vader looking Sith trooper of some kind. <laughs> yeah, or like Bane in in Batman, where it's like you know you can, you can get these guys that are like, okay, my midichlorian counts high enough, I can inject myself with this shit, and I can you know sort of fight with a lightsaber for like five minutes. As if I was a you know fully trained Sith Lord sort of a yeah sort of yeah thing. or or you know you know throw people or deflect uh, blaster bolts yeah. or something like that yeah exactly tap into the force sort of a thing or you shoot me with a laser it bounces off yeah of me so for, it's like we're yeah. still gonna be troopers but you know we're not gonna go down with you know off screen <laughs> yeah we're not gonna crash into a mountain on our speeder bike <laughs> <You know? laughs> we will make it through and if I Whoops, get in a tie fighter you know, yeah and if I, I get in a tie fighter it's not gonna blow up. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. Oh man, but yeah, they they sprinkled that plot in where they're they're cloning something, and then Moff Gideon still seems to have this stuff, and then they they bugged his ship at the end, and he's gonna lead them straight to. Uh, I I hesitate to use the phrase the last Jedi, but uh, <laughs> like they he's gonna lead her straight to us Ahsoka Tano in the in the next episode, and uh, we might get the first. I guess technically not, although the dark is not technically a lightsaber i don't think hence why it's called the dark saber uh it's basically an emo lightsaber but uh yeah i guess uh i i i would i would suspect with the fact that we're getting uh rosario dawson next week that yep. uh we're probably going to get our first lightsaber spark in this and and i'm 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 okay with that and this is the thing i i you know rob is always uh, <laughs> i'm impressed to hear you say you're okay yeah. with that I'm okay with it because the the lightsaber just aren't from a Skywalker. Yeah, and I, so I'm a little bit more, and and they don't rely on it as much in this thing. Like, and and just I, I was it Rogue One or it was Rogue One we saw together, right? Where it was like, the, yeah, the Darth Vader chopping everybody up scene was badass at the end, but I was just like, God, we were so fucking close to him. It was literally at the last possible second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the last act, like 45 right? seconds. <laughs> and like, and then and the whole Solo story was even worse because it was like, because everybody's made fun of that, oh, like with the the Darth Maul reveal yeah. with him still being alive. And he like sparks his lightsaber, and like everybody's literally made fun of that. Like the the people who do, uh, oh, the the guy on Screen Rant who does the Star Wars pitch meeting, right? Had that yeah. joke in in his uh, you know the pitch meeting for he's like, so he's just gonna spark the lightsaber? Yeah, he's just gonna spark the lightsaber. But why? It's just her and and Daenerys in that scene. He's like, well, we don't know if the audience will get it, so we better make sure. And I'm just like, that's precisely why they had him spark a lightsaber. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I was like two minutes away from getting through an entire Star Wars movie with no goddamn lightsaber, realizing my, realizing my dream of an entire two hour Star Wars movie with no uh, lightsaber. But like, that, that's just another thing that's built up the, the goodwill from this show is that, when Ahsoka Tano sparks that green lightsaber and starts cutting up Imperials and probably fighting uh, Giancarlo Stanton with the, uh, uh, or sorry, Giancarlo Esposito, Giancarlo Stanton plays for the Yankees. Uh, he, uh, they're they're going to be, uh, <laughs> that was a true crossover podcast moment for Matt Pierce right there, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, he, uh, 
Yeah, it did. Well, no, it just over, it intersected itself, which is kind of the point of this podcast. So I'm not going to apologize for this. There was a definite Venn diagram. Baseballs <laughs> aren't flying anymore. Now it's lightsabers flying. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, it, you know, like if, if just, man, if Ahsoka Tano crosses lightsabers with the, with the, the dark saber and Moff Gideon, damn, that'll be a moment, man. That'll be an actual moment where I'm like, this is something. This is something happening, and I haven't felt like that in the movies in forever. So well, I and just... I feel like it'll be earned, right? <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, and that's that's where it'll be good. And she's gonna be there in the makeup with the the stupid horn things, Rosario Dawson. Well, man, it's gonna be a lot of fun next week. I think I'm I'm super excited. I'm hoping um, it's not a short episode though. Like I'm hoping no. that it pushes maybe more closer to the 50 minute mark. <laughs> yeah, it's got at I'm least a chunky yep. 45, right? There's no way you get the 42 in 38 seconds or whatever that we've been getting with like some of these. But uh, yeah, I th- we got to get at least a like, chunky 45. Like this week's, I want to say it was like 38, 39. Last week's mm-hmm. was like maybe mid 30s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the first yeah. digit was a three when the episode started yeah, for me. So I'm 37, like, oh. I think, because I was trying to squeeze it in before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm staring at it right now on Wiki. The running time was 37 for for episode 12. Yeah, so, I mean, without, without for trying 11. to extrapolate too much from this episode, how did we feel about the episode itself? <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought it was great. Like, because yeah. they, they, they added, they added the stuff. I like seeing, uh, I, I know this won't be a popular phrase, but I like seeing Gina Carano and, and that particular character, uh, running around with, uh, and Carl Weathers. I've, I've never yeah. not seen. So I, I, I don't know if, has there been anything in the history of media that has not been improved by the presence of Carl Weathers? <laughs> not that I can think of offhand. I thought for sure he was going to eat it in this episode. Yeah, no. Because there, there were a few points in this episode. How are we going to get a <laughs> Yeah, there was literally a scene in this episode where it was just Carl Weathers, Horatio Sands, and Paul Lee. Like, yep. just great stuff. Great yeah, stuff. That was, that was fun at the end. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the, the one thing I'll say about, uh, Cara Dune that I've enjoyed, um, and, and I would have to go back to season one to see if this is consistent, but I definitely noticed it in this episode, uh, much more physical, a combatant than we generally see yes. in Star Wars for someone who's not swinging a lightsaber around or even like a vibro blade or anything like that. Like she's picking people up and throwing them. Yeah. She's using them as human shields. Like it's something we don't generally see in Throwing Star Wars. I think that's a lot of fun. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's using a blaster as most people are, but she's also like, you know, I've killed this guy already and I'm going to pick him up and, and use him as a human yeah. shield while I rush this other guy and, you know, yeah, she's break his neck and throw him my shoulder and so on. Yeah, and she's not beholden to the ferret squirrel uh, companion. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's not beholden to the technology of of you know, like she can brute force it. But yeah, that was it because they did fight. Like I, I remember they had that thing where they briefly fist fought each other, and when we first meet her in season one, because that led to the to the the number one thing that's been memed in this episode was the two of them staring at. Yeah, uh, the child as he bone broth from, as he yeah as he <laughs> sipped from the bone broth right yeah it was, um, 
Man, it was really good. And this, the opening to this episode also had the fastest, the hardest I've ever laughed when he was like trying to, when he he put the child in the thing and it was just like, it's one of those things when you've got like, this was their gremlins moment, right? Where it's like, these things are so cute that we can, uh, like, we we can electrocute them and you'll laugh just as long as you know it's not hurt, right? Because he's just like, no, don't. It's this total thing because I like, on on Fridays now, I'm basically watching an episode of The Mandalorian and an episode of uh, Star Trek. Uh, with Dark Trek Discovery coming out. So we basically see what is effectively a Jeffrey's tube that's too small for anyone to get in, except for the child. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Here's this tiny space where you need to connect wires, and I don't know how any, you know, sentient humanoid is supposed to get in there to do that, so we have to send the child in and try to be like, okay, attach the red wire to where you pulled the blue wire out of. Don't touch <laughs> them together. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> So with with the earlier comments and um, the prior movies and whatnot with Star Wars trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy and all that, that scene with the child using the wires and all that, Mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of was it's Rocket Raccoon and Baby Groot Groot. trying to (laughs) to work a bomb. But in this case, I wasn't enraged. I wasn't enraged yeah. like I was when Poe Dameron was chucking shit at whatever on a phone call trying to be Star-Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, so that like, was the worst part like of... They're, to me, both those scenes are trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy. One worked, one didn't. Yeah, that's true. That, that, I, because I, I remember, because that happened in The Last Jedi, right? Which is, yeah. uh, which I, I choose to, when I watch The Last Jedi, I choose to focus on the good stuff in that and try to block out the bad but that was like the opening scene. That right? was the in the first scene. five was the minutes. Opening scene, yeah, yeah like... within the first five minutes was that that Marvel quippy that MCU dialogue. Well, in the and they did it in Force Awakens too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac is not someone who I think of as being glib successfully. Yeah. And he no. too often is that in life and death situations. If... And it doesn't fit the Star Wars universe when well, you talk and, like and, that. And right? even what like... Rob was talking about with Guardians of the Galaxy, like, you know, when we had that Rocket and Baby Groot scene in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where he's like, don't blow up this bomb, Groot. <laughs> like, it was in <laughs> yeah. the middle of a fight. It was in the middle of, like, a battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not the time to have that sort of slapstick. But, you know, in this case where it's like we're drifting through open space and let's try to get the ship up and running, it's, you know... <laughs> It's yeah. not life and death situations, so you can have them kind of bickering back and forth. Yeah. Oh man. But, and it doesn't no, feel. No, the, the it doesn't, old... I mean, it's slapsticky, but it doesn't feel cheap or ill-timed. And no, no different than all the other stuff with the child. It's like you know it's coming, and yet it's still <laughs> just as satisfying when it happens, and, you're, and you still harder. laugh. <laughs> I never laughed harder than after the like scene where it's like, oh, we're gonna take out these Tie Fighters and we're doing barrel rolls and so on, and the child is like <laughs> oh, cheatering while he's eating his macaroons, <laughs> and then he just like, Bleh. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. They had macaroons in space yeah. in that episode, right? Yeah. Space macaroons. That's crazy. He just space macaroons. He just like does that that spit up that babies do. It's not yeah, even that... full on vomit. Just like down yeah. the front. Yeah. <laughs> and with the hands, I was like, "Yeah, we're doing awesome." I and threw up. Like, oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh jeez. <laughs> just a little spit up. Clean yourself oh, up. <laughs> God. How about this? How about this? This might be the thing we go off on in this episode. Like this, the Mandalorian had the first instance in the history of the Star Wars universe where they brought up midichlorians 
and it didn't suck ass. Yeah. Well, yeah, they because it was well right? by a, oh, yeah. we've never mentioned this before. Here's a three paragraph essay on what they are. Yeah, but it was also like it. It just it didn't suck ass. Like you, you, like uh, Doctor Pershing was like, you know, their M count. You're like, oh shit, that means they're fucking somehow with the Sith lords and stuff, right? Well, and, like, and, like, and even just... if you didn't get that, you understood yeah. that you know we had the assets and we were taking blood yeah. from them, and you know we were mm-hmm. doing these infu- transfusions and stuff like that. Like if you didn't a, even a doctor slash they were referring to midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a hundred percent like here's a you know it's a hundred percent like video game. We found a audio log from a scientist that we discovered True, right? trying yeah. here. Like it's it's real Half Life, real Dead Space. M count was folded in a different color to let you know it was a keyword. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so good. And like yeah, and the bed like <laughs> the best instance of parodying that audio log thing. I don't know if you guys ever played the South Park. Uh, a video game the first one for the oh, uh i did yeah the stick of stick truth, truth. yeah yeah the stick of truth had this great scene where you where you go on the uh the, the ship with the aliens in the middle of the game from the very first episode of south park and you find all the audio logs and it's just trey parker going oh oh these audio logs they're they're so useless i i just i don't <laughs> even know why i'm recording them right now it's, it's, it's it couldn't possibly be relevant to whoever's ever listening to this right and it's just like <laughs> What sort of prevalent information could I provide that would that would make sense to whoever was listening to this years later? Right? Like, a lot of history on that run. Yeah, <laughs> Thank exactly. you. Just, just such a just a just a great send up of that particular trope. Oh man, John uh, exposition got... with the audio log. Yeah, the audio log. Oh, uh, would you have yeah just a convenient audio log? Uh, which I was watching Iron Man three again today and like uh for I well it's my first rewatch of Iron Man three. And uh, yeah, what, one of, that was one of the movies where it's it's the the plot is predicated heavily on a uh, on a uh, audio log. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we get out of here? Uh, only thing, I can uh, think for where this season is going. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk to you guys about it in a month or so. When's the last episode? Is it before or after Christmas? Where is the uh, last episode uh, appears to be December right before? 18th. It's September 18th, so a week before Christmas. Pretty, pretty dope. So we'll be able to, that'll be our... Uh, Star Wars holiday set. special? Yeah, it'll kind of yeah. be our holiday special, which I have not watched yet, that Lego uh, holiday special, but I am... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I, I, like the, I like the Lego stuff, so yeah, I'm ready to watch that. But I will say, because well, I guess we'll record that closer to Christmas, but it won't officially be our Christmas episode. I got something planned for i got i got a little christmas release planned and uh hopefully you two guys will be involved in in that particular uh episode coming up um but yeah if that's all we have to say which i think it is uh we uh man god it's fun talking about something other than football as much as i love talking about football and did i mention did i mention at the beginning of the podcast that i'm hot gambling right now i'm hot, hot. but uh <laughs> but, I, I think you mentioned it once or twice yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah that'll be it for this episode the crossover podcast still loving the mandalorian can't wait to talk to you guys in another month of, uh, when we wrap this season up and uh, hopefully we can get uh few other people to join us for the podcast because i know 
people have been missing uh, the guys from the other side. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. Google Play, sorry, Spotify and Stitcher. So uh, check us out on there and pump up those numbers for us. Uh, that'll be it for the rest of this week. A bonus two-episode week. We haven't had one of those in a while. Pretty much since the freaking quarantine started, we haven't had a two-episode week. But uh, So first one in a while. Uh, I'll be I'm back. I'm missing for a Marvel movie. <laughs> Yeah, God, if only they'd, uh, if only they'd sack up and give a, a full year Widow it's been <laughs> Disney, just sack up and give us the damn Disney uh, Black Widow movie on Disney Plus. But uh, anyway, we got plenty of stuff coming forward. We got Mandalorian. We got some wrestling. We still got football. And like I said, we got the uh, the holiday special that we're going to bang out. But I'm not going to give that away because I want that to be a surprise when we release it for, for everybody as a little Christmas present from the crossover podcast. Um, So that will be it for this. I'll be back next Wednesday with Craig and Bill again talking week uh, 12 and breaking down week 11 in the National Football League so uh, stay tuned and listen to that uh, Kevin Rob absolute pleasure doing this with the two of you guys I hope you had fun yeah happy and, to be here uh, awesome great to have you and uh, take care everybody and we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast